A lot of people may not be cowboys either. In our area, I think I represent some of them. They have their own profession. They have their own career, but they love horses and they play with their horses on the weekends and the evenings. That's me. And a lot of people that we have coming are equine lovers as much as cowboys. Hit them up! Move them out! Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them up, raw high! Let them out, ride them in, let them in, let them out, cut them out, ride them in. In 1972, the Cowboy Church concept was created by Glenn Smith, as chronicled in his book, Apostle Cowboy Style, was published back in 1988. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Now, there's some controversy really about that. I, I mentioned Glenn in his book says that he has the original concept of the Cowboy Church, but there's some folks in Texas who would argue with him, you know, you don't mess with Texas, right? And there could be some other stories I don't know about, but I'm excited to welcome to the microphones today Pastor Lynn Holmes, pastor of the Calvary Church of the Nazarene in Cordova, and also the newest Cowboy Church congregation, Houston Levy Cowboy Church. Howdy, partner. How you doing? <laughs> What's Good going? to see you. Good to see you, Lynn. Good to be with you. Wow, I'm excited to hear the story behind the Houston Levy Cowboy Church. Now, doing innovative ministry is something not new to you. Your church has been behind the scenes of producing two very successful Christian movies, The Grace Card and Indivisible. Yeah. So uh, now the Cowboy Church. <laughs> well, Calvary Church has always been willing to try to do anything once as long as it's building the kingdom of God. So I've always appreciated their willingness to get out there and try something new. Yeah. And as I mentioned, these two movies, I don't know if I told you this or not. You know my daughter-in-law is from Nicaragua. Sure. And I think it was back a couple of years ago when Josh, her husband, my son, and her went back for a family visit. They were riding a bus, I think, from Costa Rica to Nicaragua. They played the Grace Card movie in Spanish on the bus. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we still – the Grace Card movie is still – being sold and distributed around the world, we're still paying for Indivisible, but hey, you know, it's okay. <laughs> but taking those steps to really be bold for Christ, you know, the Word tells us to enter the throne room boldly. Yeah. Shouldn't we expect big things from our God and maybe some things out of the box? Well, i tell you what, in 2021, at the very beginning, you know that COVID has really done a number on the Church of Jesus Christ. And we were hoping to come out of that. So I was preaching a series on how we as a church, the, the body of Christ, can't expect people to come to us. we got to get out into the communities. And so we called it Community on Mission. And basically what we did was we challenged them to 40 days of prayer and fasting and said, just tell us what God is saying to you, how you can reach your neighbors, how you can reach your friends and people that you rub shoulders with and come back and then we'll talk about it. So they, after 40 days, um, we asked them to turn in some cards and several initiatives began from that church on the streets and several home groups. Several cards came in was Cowboy Church. And, you know, the truth is uh, we got to looking at that and found out that since 2015, the Cowboy Church is the fastest growing church in America. 
I didn't know that. Well, and, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and and we have a lot of people in the Memphis area that love horses, and including you, including me. I I do. I I have a Missouri Fox Trotter and and enjoy trail riding. It's one of my hobbies, you know. Yeah. So we got to working with the group that decided that they wanted to do a cowboy church. One thing led to another, and we had a soft start in March of 2022. Um, it's a very soft start. Now, you know, with the Grace Card proceeds from that, we were able to buy the property next door. We built a community center. And so we meet in the community center. But we had some private donations from people outside the church who helped us, and we built a big arena behind the church. We yeah, had- I just drove by just a, about a week or two ago, and I said, what is that behind Calvary? Yeah. I thought you were building a, a, like some kind of an outdoor preaching Picnic venue. Pavilion or something. something. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, How big is that? Well, it's, uh, it's 200 by 150, yeah. and uh, it's a covered arena. Now, we've only covered the first 100 feet right now. We'll be f- finishing the rest of it, Lord willing as this cowboy church grows. But the reality is that Calvary Church has about 38 acres right there on Houston Levy Road. So mm-hmm. we thought, well, we've got visibility. Let We were starting it. We were thought, talked about starting it in a barn. But with the visibility that we have there on Houston Levy Road, we thought, let's try it right here. So here we are. And now we meet on Sundays at 430 at the Houston Levy Community Center. And it's growing. The church is growing. And then we go over and we have open arena on uh, Sunday evenings. It's it's a lot of fun. Does the cowboy church concept alienate people who may not have the same interest? Well, perhaps. But let me say this. The fact of the matter is that most of the target audience are people who believe in God, but they don't necessarily have a church home. They may not have a relationship with him. They don't want traditional church. And I feel like the Great Commission tells us to reach everybody. So we tried, okay, let's target this group as well. And it's amazing the amount of community people that are coming to the church and and the amount of people who are starting to hear about it by word of mouth and how it's just the momentum is behind it. It's been growing uh, every, every week, seems like. Why do you think that the traditional church has failed to reach those that the cowboy church seems to be reaching and growing you know every every generation will say i don't want to go to church there's a bunch of hypocrites there well where else are you going to find them i mean we we're all (laughs) sinners saved by grace and the truth is for some reason the wall or the barrier that perhaps people feel they might run into when they walk into a traditional church it's not there in a cowboy church it's very laid back it's very open i mean we're just honest accepting one another loving one another and and i guess they just feel more comfortable worshiping there and listening to the word and and then then again people love horses and horses are kind of the bait to yeah. get people to come and yeah. and see what's going on. Well, according to the Daily Campus, which is a news outlet for the Southern Methodist University, cowboy churches give folks a place where they don't have to choose between being a cowboy and a Christian. It allows congregants to wear their cowboy boots with pride on church on Sunday, and it doesn't make them check their cowboy hats at the door. Has that really been an issue, Lynn, for a Christian who prefers to wear jeans and cowboy boots to church? It, it may be for some traditional churches, but for Calvary Church, for example, I don't consider us a traditional church. We have every kind of attire when we gather on Sunday mornings. But, but Sunday afternoons uh, at the Cowboy Church, they come just as they are. Some of them are in flip-flops and shorts, and some of them are in cowboy boots and cowboy hats. 
Now, as you get more into the equine activities that we do, you know, you're in jeans and cowboy boots nine times out of ten. But we've got a lot of kids and a lot of ladies who are riding horses on Sunday afternoons in shorts and flip-flops. But they've never been on a horse before, and it's a new experience for them. Yeah, I bet it is. As you look at the the church concept itself and knowing that we, as the Church of Jesus Christ, have a mandate by our Lord Jesus Christ to reach all nations with the gospel— Obviously, as a church, that should be part of your DNA to reach all nations. I'm sure there's cowboys in in other places of the world, too. Yes, and amazingly, it's it's pretty eclectic already. You know, Calvary Church is a diversified church, Mm -hmm. and the Cowboy Church is a diversified – it began that way. I mean, we have one family – I'm trying to think of where their homeland is. (laughs) They only came one time. Um, But it is attracting people – and all creeds, all ages, all colors, you know. And there just seems to be a bond of welcome and support. Um, they come, they want to learn a brand new experience on a horse, you know. And uh, we offer um, during the week, there's other activities that are taking place. But uh, on Sundays, they come. Part of the the rule is, or the the theory is, if you'll come to church on Sunday afternoon, you can join us at the open arena, right. and they get to learn the, the experience of a horse and everything else. So. Wow. One thing you believe is allowing those who visit Houston Levy Cowboy Church to belong before they believe. What do you mean by belonging before believing, Lynn, and, and why is this so important to you? I think a lot of unchurched or formerly churched people are tired of being, if you will, judged when they walk into the doors of a church. And that's why so many people feel like they're intimidated or they don't want to come and have to answer. We intentionally let people know we accept them as they are. They can be a part of our fellowship, part of our family. There's some real um, barriers that come down when they know that. And and so we have a lot of people coming who may not have a vibrant personal relationship with the Lord at the present time. But they believe in God and and they are interested in that. We have a family coming that, you know, the grandmother brought the kids and, and they were all there and she said, We don't even have a Bible in the house. So we we made sure they all got all the kids got Bibles because we it's just a very loving community and I, I feel like when we let people know in advance you, you a place where you can belong before you believe, um, relationships is the key. Yeah, and, and it really breaks down a lot of walls. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Now, the big question is, how do you balance your roles of pastoring two churches, the Houston Levy Cowboy Church and Calvary Church? How do you do that? Thanks for asking that. <laughs> I wish you hadn't. It's, uh, I'm probably not doing a great job at balancing both. It's very, very, very busy. I'm constantly, you know, it's a different message at the Cowboy Church than it is at Calvary Church, and so there's a lot going on. And and right now, we have a rodeo that we're doing August 6th. And we're going to talk about that. And it's, and it's up. so much energy that we're yeah. putting into that right now that it takes a lot of time away. So I have a good staff, praise God, uh, at Calvary, and they help to shore up my weaknesses, if you will, And uh, because the energy is just drawn in so many different directions. It's a tough assignment. I, I know this is a new church plant. Houston Levy Cowboy Church right. is a brand new 
church plant, but will you be looking for someone to take the ropes as lead pastor of the Cowboy Church? Well, I have talked to our leaders at Calvary Church, and as this grows, you know, the goal is to hire an associate who may be, I'll, I'll always be involved in it, but who may take some of the more responsibility to help take that load off my plate. Yeah. So this ministry is under the umbrella of Calvary Church. Yeah, it's, it's it has the ability to become its own separate church. Uh, But right now, we're beginning it as what's called a parent-affiliated congregation. We have a model from a cowboy church in El Paso, Arkansas. The guy's coaching me. They run 800 every Sunday. Um, They've already started four different churches or five maybe out of his church. It's growing so fast. And, you know, Easter Sunday, they have to have church in the arena because they have 3,000 and it's so big they can't. Lynn, this uh, is exploding. It is. Uh, yeah. Cowboy churches are really, and the word of mouth is is getting out there and it's really attractive to so many people. A lot of people may not be cowboys either. In our area, I think I represent some of them. They have their own profession. They have their own career, but they love horses and they play with their horses on the weekends and the evenings. That's me. And a lot of people that we have coming are equine lovers as much as cowboys. Okay. You know? Well, your vision is to be a place of grace that equips individuals to be fully devoted followers of Christ right. within the cowboy culture. Talk about being a place of grace and what that looks like so we understand what that looks like. We have a couple that came several weeks, uh, well, it's a couple months ago now, and uh, they're very much a regular part of the church family there at the Houston Levy Cowboy Church mm-hmm. now. And the first Sunday she came in, she had a lot of questions about what is going on, what are our doctrines, what do we believe. I said, listen, you're just, we're just here to love the Lord and, and share the love, the grace and the love of God with you. She said, I desperately need fellowship because my husband is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and I'm really struggling. And, and the very first Sunday they were there, after she felt comfortable, we said, can we pray with you? And we just gathered around him and prayed with him. And just like she felt an immediate release of all, um, it, it is a place of grace. We accept you as you are. We we want to love you and pray for you. And and since that time, they have just got connected. They've become very connected to the church. I guess that's the best way to explain it. It's well, but a, you know, as you were sharing that, I actually started having tears well in my eyes, Lynn, thinking about that's how we, as the body of Christ, are to respond. You know, to we every are, need. Sure. It's agape love. Yes, it's unconditional it is. love, right? Right, right. And it really does. Um, you know, in fact, last week we were talking about how we accept people as they are. We don't look down on them. Everybody has issues they're dealing with, and, and we're here to try to help them and to let Christ help them through that. How have the people overall at Calvary Church responded to having this new Cowboy Church? They were, they've been awesome about it. At the very beginning, there were several people who came so that we had a critical core there when we began. But I would say that now the majority of people who are attending are not related or involved at Calvary Church. Because, you know, when you first came, the very first Sunday, I think we had like 25, but a lot of those were probably from Calvary Church. But yet we already, the very first Sunday, had some visitors that came in to see what it was all about. And, um, you know, Lord is blessing. We're we're hoping after this rodeo that we're running over 100. It's not about numbers, but it is about getting our letting people know what's going on there because there is a great interest in it and and the arena is built behind the church so you might not see it unless you're looking for it okay, and you refer to that of course as circle c arena what was the process of building this because it's so huge 
building the arena and were there any obstacles that you had to overcome in building it land use or anything yeah. like that well you know we first of all had to get approved for zoning you know because it could be loud and we are going to have like a rodeo is going to have rough stock there on august 6th uh, but we don't keep any animals on the property there so that was okay um, they all drive in and drive out basically but we had the acreage to build it and we had the visibility and we feel like the word of mouth is helping us so we contracted with a company actually out of Connecticut and Iowa called Clearspan. It's a high-tech PVC material type roof. Yeah. It's 20 degrees cooler in the summer underneath it. It's 20 degrees warmer underneath yeah. it in the winter. We have fans and lights and, and you know, it's just been a process. And of course, you know, we can get some pretty serious storms in the Mid-South area sure. like tornadoes and things like that. Is it? It's 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 rated to stand up to 110 miles an hour wind okay. and um, and the, even the snow. We've had snow on it and it's held up great so far. So is it Coggins Papers? Is that what yes. you – I'm not a cowboy sure. guy, so I don't know what it is. So we do have um, – if you're going to bring your horse there, we check and make sure you have up-to-date Coggins, which is just a blood disease that uh, can be transferred from one horse to another by horse flies or whatever. And we want to make sure that the horses that are in the arena are healthy so that you know no one has to worry about that. Now, do you have anything to kill horse flies in the arena? Because I can't stand horse flies. Those things bite you. <laughs> well, if you're holding this people, good, loving Christian people that leave you alone i'm sorry i'm just kidding i'm kidding no they, it hasn't been bad there's a nice breeze that blows under that and it keeps them away and we haven't really had an issue like that do you have to have your own horse to participate in open arena events no um now the the intent behind it was if you had your horse we could have a place to work it we're still working like i said to our people i say it to this often we're on our training wheels still yeah. you know um but we're going to be building a a um obstacle course in the arena for horses so if you bring your horses to work them in the arena that was the original intent what has happened is on sundays it seems like we have a lot of community people come don't have a horse they've never been on a horse and we we give them horse rides and teach them about horsemanship now we have a class that meets on thursday nights at seven every other thursday night right now and it's on horsemanship it's it's the basics of how to care for a horse how to saddle how to ride yeah. all that even with troubled horses, uh, the the guys who do that work with that. So so there's a lot of things like that they can still avail themselves to. But it seems like what's happened is some people work their horses on Sunday night and others are giving rides for children. Okay, so parents who want to introduce their children to horses and riding, there are programs for kids yes. planned or they're yeah. happening right now. Yeah, there's some are happening right now and there's more planned. We're hoping to get a hippotherapy company to work with uh, kids with horse therapy for kids with autism and things like that uh, we have a lady who's going to start doing barrel racing practice there we had a call last week about wanting to start roping so the arena is is basically a rodeo size arena yeah. it's a full-size arena and there's a lot of things that you can do with now, are there bleachers and seats inside yes. yeah we had bleachers that we built uh right on the side and so this rodeo that's coming up, you know, we don't, you know, we'll, we'll probably run out of space quickly. Yeah. So I would encourage people to bring camping chairs or lawn chairs with them for extra seating. But the reality is this will be the first time that a lot of horse people recognize, oh, here it is. It's behind this church. Yeah. And, and that way they can it, make it more aware of where we are. Of course, Lynn, interest in horses always usually begins as a small child. I remember... 
Buttercup. My neighbor had a horse corralled at the local barn and said, let's go ride Buttercup. And I said, oh, this will be great. I was so excited. I must have been about nine years old, I guess, 10 maybe. And I remember hopping on Buttercup. Well, Buttercup didn't want Byron to hop on her. (laughs) She decided she would do everything she could to get me off, including swimming. Oh, wow. We went swimming in a lake, and she thought I would maybe fall off, but I held on for dear life. And then when she came out of the lake, she decided to head back to the barn, but it was a very fast run back to the barn where I was holding on for dear life until we got to almost six feet before the gate, and And she decided to make a dead stop, which I went over the top of the horse. (laughs) But kids have these interests in horses. They they watch the Lone Ranger like you and I did as kids, and we had fascination. Your personal interest in horses, when did it begin, and how have you seen it impact your family, assuming that your wife, Robin, also likes to ride horses with you yeah we well boy how do i answer that we um years and years ago when my middle son was uh maybe nine or ten about november he comes to me and says dad i want a horse for christmas i said oh really where are you going to keep that you know and he points at a fella in our church jim light and says i'm going to keep it with mr jim that got us into horses so all of us all the boys got a horse eventually and i've always enjoyed horses but i really did get into horses about 2000 i actually got into horses so i've been doing horses for a good 20 years i guess yeah it's always been a hobby i love uh you know um it's been said that nothing clears your mind better than sitting on the back of a horse so <laughs> it's a good stress relief i enjoy riding i enjoy trail riding and i enjoy a good walking horse nice What have been some spiritual insights that you've discovered that spending time with horses has given you maybe a new or deeper understanding of God's Word, just about our walk with Christ? Um, So without robbing his glory, I will say that we have a fellow at our church, that um, at the Cowboy Church, that when he's teaching the horsemanship class, he does devotionals and talks about how a horse depends on you for this and you depend on a horse for that and he brings a lot of scripture into that it's amazing the correlation that's there and i'll i'll leave that up to someone well give me a point of that give me something for you personally standouts for you well there is a relationship of trust that you have to learn to bond with the animal that you're with they have to learn to trust you and you them and once that that trust is established there's a whole lot more you can relax you can just you know that this horse is looking out for you and he and the horse knows you're looking out for it and so um i think the trust relationship is one that would be a a a good correlation yeah i like that that's a good analogy well as you mentioned there is a rodeo coming august 6 get ready families this is a community-wide free event yes on august 6 at the circle c arena saturday august 6 6 p.m and it's a free rodeo. We've got concessions. Concessions are for purchase, but yes, you don't have to pay to get into the rodeo. It'll let you know where the Circle C Arena is behind Calvary Church. The Houston Levy Community Church people will be hosting this event, as well as a Calvary Rodeo Company, which is not affiliated with Calvary Church. That's the name of the rodeo company out of Mississippi, Walnut, Mississippi. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of family fun. It's a very family-friendly event. So come and enjoy that. It's going to be a great time. You've got mutton busting. What is that? (laughs) Mutton busting is for the kids to ride sheep. And they're they're close to the ground, and it's got a lot of good sand on the arena floor. So you ride, it's it's a lot of fun. And when they hit the ground, it doesn't hurt them. Does a sheep like to be ridden? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Younger level steer bucking, too. 
That's for younger people who are wanting to be bull riders, and they ride steers that are not quite like the PBR rodeo bulls. But it is it is training for them, if you will. And then we have a, we have a group that uh, follows this comp- this rodeo company. There'll be riders who are who are riding bulls, and it's uh, the, usually bull riding is the biggest event of the rodeo. So we've got a lot of bulls coming, and a, and a lot of riders who will be riding bulls. You know, back years ago, of course, you know my son Josh. Yes, when he was twenty two years old, it was coming up on his birthday. There was a local rodeo that we were promoting. It was a Christian event out at the Agri Center. Josh said, "Dad, I really want to ride that bull on my birthday," and he had never ridden a bull in his life. And I, <laughs> And so they agreed. They said, well, we've got a bull we have, the very last bull out of the chute. Uh, this bull's kind of, you know, he's been around a while. He's older. He'll give him a little bit of a ride, but he'll, he'll be okay. Well, I don't know if that bull ate extra Wheaties that night or what happened, but I'm telling you what, he came out of that chute 2.5 seconds. <laughs> was about all he could hang on. Yeah. And the bull stomped on him, too, you oh know. My. And he had a little bit of a shoulder injury, nothing serious, but he had an experience on a bull. Now, these guys, most of the, uh, the people who are signing up to ride, they're, they're bull riders. They're, yeah. they're, on, they're on the circuit, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we'll have an ambulance with two EMTs there on duty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can get get help right away, but but that is uh, you know I wouldn't want that for myself, but I enjoy watching it. Yeah. Okay. So no tickets are needed. Just right. okay. Six p.m. on August. Six Saturday, August 6th, Circle C. Let's give the exact address to the church. So it's 1851 North Houston Levy Road. It's between Macon Road and Highway 64 on Houston Levy. So it's 1851 North Houston Levy Road, Cordova, Tennessee, 38016. And friends, if you want more information, you can call 901-355-3204. The number 901-355-3204. Also, go to the website, HoustonLevyCowboyChurch.com, HoustonLevyCowboyChurch.com. And really, the the whole heartbeat for this ministry, Lynn, is right there on the website. Mm -hmm. It really is. Okay, so if somebody wanted to come, they're they're listening to the show today, they want to visit the Houston Levy Cowboy Church, what should they do? Every Sunday at 4.30 at the community center next door to Calvary Church, which is 1801 North Houston Levy Road. Uh, still our property, but they just come at 4.30. You can get some donuts and coffee while we are while we're, we have a country band that, that leads the worship, and, and, and it's not real long sermons. That'll help encourage some people. And uh, <laughs> uh, just come enjoy the fellowship. Lynn, God bless you. Thanks for stopping by and sharing this new ministry again, the Houston Levy Cowboy Church. Friend, don't forget now, the free rodeo, August 6th, Circle C Arena, 6 p.m. Come on out, enjoy, have a great time. Bring the family, tell your friends, bring your neighbors. If you want more information, call 901-355-3204. Lynn, thanks so much. been great to be with you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Giddy up. Hit em up! Move them out! Move them on, hit em up, hit em up, move them on, hit em up, raw high! Cut em out, ride em in, let em in, let em out, cut em out, ride em in, raw high!